Welcome to the Enlighten Up Podcast, where I am going to take you into a deep exploration of what it means to exist in this current reality. We are going to raise your vibes, open your mind, expand your heart, and dive deep into the wondrous mysteries and possibilities of this lifetime. There's been a spiritual catalyst that has set in motion the awakening process of many across the globe to return to the knowingness of self and unite what has been separated. Together, we're going to bring light into that darkness. We're going to remember the joy of living. But most of all, we're going to turn up the volume of our own eternal power and do the thing we're here to do. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Enlighten Up podcast. I have a very special show lined up for you today. I am riding solo, as I have sometimes been doing lately. I kind of like having a solo show every once in a while, so I can have the opportunity to chat with you guys about a topic in much more depth than I would on my regular videos on my YouTube channel. And today I really want to get into this topic of eros and intimacy within our relationships. I was having a really beautiful conversation with someone last week about this, and I realized that there are a lot of components to this that need to be discussed from a little bit more of a spiritual perspective. Our relationships are so important and they compose a huge part of our entire life. And to me personally, I find that our relationships are one of the most important aspects of our entire lifetime here on this planet. And our relationships can absolutely mean the difference between how we experience anything and the depth at which we experience it. So before I get into today's, today's topic, I really want to first uh, let you guys know that if you are in my alchemy program, you already know that we have a 30-day challenge starting on April 1st. And this was kind of based off of the last full moon in Virgo that we had and the upcoming new moon in Aries. And if you are uh, into astrology, uh, you don't have to be, but if you are, what this is based off of, as I got some downloads and some insight uh, while in meditation and composing uh, the course for this last month in alchemy, that it would be a really good idea for all of us to be part of a 30-day challenge. And this challenge is to help us manifest on the energies of the spring equinox, which we are now in. Uh, Happy New Year, astrologically to all of you. And that Jupiter will be enhancing a lot of the energy that we are starting now in the first 10 days of Aries energy. Jupiter will be leaving Pisces and moving into Aries in mid-May. And there is a lot of manifestation opportunities coming our way right now. And 
I am really focused on making this year one of my best years, and I want to take part in that with all of you. So if you're interested and you haven't joined Alchemy yet, this would be a really great opportunity to not only meet more people and enhance some of the relationships that you already have, deepen the relationships through a much more intimate bond with people. Remember, intimacy isn't just about sex and uh, going beyond the platonic uh, relationship. Uh, also, I want to let you know that you're going throughout this uh, particular podcast, I'm going to be touching on aspects of frequency and how I utilize my own meditations to raise my frequency and how I design the latest meditation in the alchemy course to enhance everyone's ability for to attain success on this next 30 day challenge. But also as it pertains to everything I'm going to be talking about in this particular next hour about our relationships and our ability to become very intimate first with self and then others. And of course, I'll be getting into the inner child as well as it is so important to become intimate with our child self again, uh, and intimate in a sense of knowing self on a deeper level. So if you are needing any tools or help in that regard, know that I'm going to be leaving links to all of the necessary courses that are available to you uh, below this video. And of course, in the show notes of the podcast, for those of you listening at a later date. So let's get into the show and talk about Eros. What exactly is Eros? Because Ah, I've done a show on this in the very early days in the podcast when Lisa and Michael were on the show. And I think Brian was on this particular show. I think he may have, it was his first show with us. And we talked about this concept of love and how in the English language, we don't really have any great words to help us define the love that we're feeling. We're very limited with this one word love and Eros kind of really takes it to a whole new level for us. And of course, I'm going to be talking about the very spiritual nature behind our relationships and why it is so important for us to understand the importance of intimacy within our relationships. So first let's get into this topic of what Eros actually is. You know, Eros, Eros is love as desire. It can be seen as eroticism. It can be seen as sensuality. But in the whole gist of it all, okay, when we really boil it down, it is really about us connecting with possibly another human or with anything outside of us that we believe, well, that we believe is separate from us. It could be nature, music, the arts, food, uh, basically anything that we perceive as separate from us. And it's this desire to merge with it or someone else. And this concept or this idea of the energy of arrows, it allows us to momentarily unite with something else. And as we unite with that, our heart is embracing otherness. And when we have that opportunity to embrace otherness, we are actually deepening our own understanding of our very own heart. Now, our heart is the battery to everything 
that we want to create in this reality. Our, our heart is such a magnetic force in our own body. And it goes, of course, beyond the physical organ of our heart into the energy field of the heart chakra that the heart is connected to. And when we feel love, when we feel merged with something or someone, we feel alive inside. We feel awakened. And this is the very essence of Eros, is to feel completely awakened or alive inside. Now, when we believe that we are separate from someone or something, or we do not allow ourselves to merge with another or others in general, again, this is not just simply uh, when I talk about intimacy, we're not just talking about a perhaps sexual partner or an intimate partner that you would consider your, uh, your love relationship. I'm talking about all relationships. And to allow ourselves that opportunity to feel alive, I believe is truly missing in this world at this time. We have become so disconnected and used to disconnection that we have forgot the absolute beauty of merging with something else. And when I was talking to um, a friend last week about this very topic, we were talking about intimacy and why, what intimacy means to each of us. And for me, Intimacy is so much more than the, obviously the physical connection. Of course, hugs being held, um, merging through the sacred act of sex with someone else, all of that is very intense and beautiful. But there are other levels of intimacy, the ability to open up your heart, to be heard, to have endless conversations and be engulfed in a moment, to be completely emerged, or I should say immersed in a situation or immersed in someone else, immersed in a conversation, immersed in an art piece, immersed in the music that you're listening to. To have that immersion is absolutely a state of eros. And this state comes from when I think about myself being with, say, another person, if this were to be someone that I would consider someone I am in love with, then that level of intimacy deepens the more that I am able to know that person and see that person, but also knowing that that person knows me and sees me fully. And it requires letting down your guard. And it also requires removing a lot of the barriers that many of us have been programmed through different experiences in our life, uh, traumatizing points, uh, uh, points of betrayal, points of pain uh, along our journey with others. And we need to be able to remove those barriers in order to allow ourselves a deeper immersion into an experience that helps us feel completely alive. It awakens us, it awakens the Kundalini. And so as Plato um, has talked about, he reminds us that 
Eros can be experienced as a platonic uh, love. So Eros does go into the platonic area of love, not just um, the actual love that we, we understand it to be when we're thinking of our partner. And Eros is activated. Eros is absolutely activated when we witness beauty and truth in our world. And that's when our barriers begin to soften. So when our barriers begin to soften, that is when we're absolutely allowed to witness the beauty and truth in something because we're not in a state of rejection. We're almost in this state of immersion. We want to fall into something. We almost want to get lost in something. And Eros is very much tied to desire. And it's very interesting because this is something that I have been contemplating for the last few months as I open myself up to fully allowing my heart to be uh, willing to absolutely dive into this area with another. And one of the programs that I realized as someone who is um, worked in healing naturally. I know I am a healer. I've worked in healing through massage, uh, different energetics, and I've worked in this industry and known how much you, my heart tends to soften when I see that there is someone who is hurt or someone who is wounded in some capacity, whether it's physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, the healer within me uh, wants to come to the forefront and wants to extend uh, whatever I am able to offer to help in any way. But this has been also a point of pain for me because it has also been the source of a lot of my relationships that have uh, evolved into codependency. Because if someone needs me, then I feel loved. And so this idea of being needed and feeling loved are so intertwined. And I've been struggling with this concept within my relationships uh, and understanding how I operate uh, when I am in relationship with anyone, whether it's a friend or a family member or someone I am absolutely in love with. And one of the things that has come through in my own healing process, as I was doing some inner child work through January and early February, is that I realized that I don't want to be needed anymore. I want to be wanted. And this was a huge breakthrough for me in understanding how powerful that was in my own healing process, but also understanding the anchor that kept me hooked into codependent relationships in which I was unconsciously and even subconsciously operating in. So this idea of needing to separate want and need became very difficult for me. I thought that, well, I don't want to be in a codependent relationship. I want to experience this beautiful intimacy with another. And I said, like, how do I do this in a way where I know that I'm wanted, 
But I also know there's beauty in need because in order to emerge, or I should say, in order to allow the emergence of Eros uh, in my state of being, I need something else aside from me that I believe I feel separate from. And so it becomes this very interesting uh, paradox that I've had to kind of navigate recently. But of course, when you realize that the whole state of Eros is knowing that there is no separation. So can we actually bring in need and desire, the desire to be wanted and to want in a way that is healthy with our needs? And of course, as, as with anything, the polarity of need, there's going to be light and dark within our own needs. And there's going to be light and dark within our own desires and our wants, but we can absolutely tap into the lighter versions of our wants and desires and our needs and have them come together in this beautiful state of bliss and excitement. So when we think about arrows, I want to talk about first the Hindu goddess of Lalita and, you know, she personifies desire in all of its forms, starting with the cosmic desire that uh, impels the formless unborn to be explode into all forms. So when we, this, this idea of energy becoming manifest in matter in all forms. And it is the same force that we think about that will draw two atoms together to make a molecule, just as it is the same like divine and desireful force that brings two humans together in this state of desire, of want, of need to emerge. I don't know why I keep saying emerge, to immerse into one another, to almost get lost in one another. And sometimes we think, well, I don't want to get lost in another, but why not? If it's coming from a state of conscious choice and presence, to me, it feels like getting lost in another could be a very beautiful and sacred experience. It's something that you're choosing and you're absolutely present in. So it's not this idea of getting lost unconsciously because you're fulfilling these darker desires. And when I say darker desires, I mean actually desires that perhaps you're not aware of uh, or really what the root of those desires actually are. And you think it's one thing and perhaps it's something that's coming from a wounded area that has not been healed yet. And so let's talk about this idea of intimacy because we are going to get into sex as well. Uh, even though this is to go into all things intimate. And the reason why I really want to talk about intimacy is because your ability to understand everything about yourself and this world and this universe and the galaxy and everything beyond is impossible without intimacy. It's impossible. You need to be able to go deep with yourself in order to know yourself. And the deeper that you go with yourself, the deeper you are able to connect with the very source that created you. So let's talk about this word intimacy. The root of the Latin word is intimare, and it means to impress or make familiar. 
which comes from the Latin intimus, meaning in most. Okay, so this idea of inmost means we need to go inward. We need to go within, turn inside, not outside of us, turn inside first. And this is what's so important. I feel that a reason why so many relationships go wrong, and let's just talk about intimate relationships right now and this idea of going beyond the platonic relationship, although this applies to all of them. But when you look at the divorce rate uh, across the world, uh, you know, even like just in North America here, it is extremely high. And talking about this idea of relationships and understanding why so many fail or are even struggling to really stay afloat, they, people may still be together, but staying together for very wrong reasons, uh, either that's afraid to be alone, uh, afraid to uh, let family members down, afraid to perhaps that there's children involved, uh, separate the children from the family unit, or perhaps there's financial reasons why the marriage is staying together. Whatever the reason might be, when we think about relationships, the failure rate is so high. And I believe that one of the reasons why the failure rate is so high is because there is a lack of understanding of the importance of intimacy. Intimacy will begin first with yourself. If you don't have an intimate relationship with yourself, there is no way that you can sustain an intimate relationship with another. You may have moments of it. Absolutely. But the truth of the matter is, is that the deeper that you go with yourself, the deeper you are able to go with another or something else. And that means even just listening to music or allowing yourself to get lost in a piece of art, uh, or perhaps it's enjoying um, a wonderful meal. The more intimate you become with yourself, the more you learn. And the more that you learn, about yourself, the more you realize you're becoming a newer version of yourself. You are not the old version. You are not the stale version. You are not the outdated version. You are a new updated version of yourself, which means it's exciting. It's exciting because you get to learn more about you. You get to peel back more of the layers. And the more layers that you peel back, the more layers you realize become ever present. It's almost like you peel back one, 10 more appear. <laughs> and so relationships that are limited in intimacy will always grow stale. They will always become boring because there's nothing new about them. There's no desire to connect to a newer part that has not yet been discovered. There's no evolution happening. And the evolution cannot happen without going deeper inside. And so intimacy is so important. First, with our own relationship with ourselves which will translate into our relationship with God, source, the universe, uh, whatever it is that you call it for yourself. 
And then you can translate that energy. It, it becomes a natural phenomenon that works through you. You operate at a deeper level, which means you are able to then connect with others at a much deeper level. In fact, you have the desire to go deeper. So Eros is essentially the ability to go inside something. And why? Because if we're not inside something, we're outside of it. We're on the surface. And there, to me, there is nothing worse than having a conversation that is just surface level. It's extremely boring. Who wants to talk about the weather? Who wants to talk about the latest sports stats? At some point, you get extremely bored. I was having a conversation with another person I met recently. We had lunch and he was discussing this. He was discussing how he enjoys speaking to women much more than men because women have this natural inclination to want to go deeper in conversation. They don't want to just talk about the sports stats. They don't want to just talk about, you know, uh, the weather. Uh, they are willing to go deeper. And I think we're at a place in time in our society where there is perhaps a hidden, if not aware desire to go deeper, not just in your relationships, but in life in general. And this is where I'm going to get into this concept of frequency, because as all of you who are in my alchemy program know from the latest meditation that I put out, it was all about potency. And your potency absolutely matters in everything that you create. And I feel that many of us, and I think I'm sure many of you would agree with this, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to, to really observe and figure this one out, but most of us are living from a very diminished state of potency because we're not really tapping into our full potential. And the reason why is because we're not getting intimate enough with ourselves. We're not getting into that state of desire. That awakened state goes well beyond just awakening to the truths, but also awakening to the beauty of life. What it means to feel desire, to want something much more beyond the lustful desire that I think we're programmed to think desire means. Desire is very much a catalyst to create something, to build upon something. It also is a catalyst to perhaps explore deeper meaning, whether it's a connection you experience with someone, a connection you have to a location, a connection you may experience in any moment that goes well beyond the understanding of our reality as it is described to us through regular science, you really tap into the mysticism. And when we tap into the mysticism of life, we're allowing ourselves to fully explore arrows. Now, when we allow that immersion to happen, when we allow ourselves to go deep into something, to get lost into something, to be almost completely engulfed, I have to say, almost just even talking about it is like a turn on <laughs> because it's deepening our senses. It's deepening our ability to want to connect. And that is 
what I think is the driving force behind every single one of us. I believe it is in our blueprint of our DNA. It is in our makeup. There is such a desire to connect. So when we live in a society that connecting is becoming a almost two-dimensional experience, two dimensions means we can't go below the surface. And if you can't go below the surface of something, you cannot connect to that state of arrows. And so we're denying this blissful state, which can be very erotic, well beyond what um, eroticism has been explained to us in the state of perhaps a sexual experience. This state of immersion into something to feel completely at one with it, to feel like you are in union with it. It is moving through you. You are moving through it or someone is moving through you and you are moving through someone is where the Kundalini is activated. That, that, that energy of creation that is sparked in our root chakra at the base of our spine in the base of where our reproductive organs are, the entry point for us all when we're becoming sexual with another. And so this idea of intimacy and allowing ourselves to embrace that frequency that frequency of bliss, that frequency that it's, it's like a high almost. And I, and it's like a high because so much of us live in a diminished state already. So where is this fear or this block coming from that doesn't awaken this desire to want to connect more in our relationships? There's this fear that perhaps if we go deeper, we'll be hurt. Somehow we'll be betrayed. And of course, that is obviously a risk. But I'll tell you something. I will tell you something about that. There is something that I have learned along this journey an exploration of unconditional love. The more that you learn how to connect with unconditional love, which I will tell you the fastest and most effective way to do this is through your inner child work because it is so difficult to not unconditionally love a child. So when you learn to unconditionally love yourself through the eyes of the child, you, you are beginning to understand that the walls that you have built up over the decades of time that you've been here on this planet in this lifetime are nowhere near this power that you feel when love is present within you and all around you. And that love is infectious, but in a really healthy way. And it really truly transcends the pain that you felt. 
And when you've already built that love up with, within you and you start to unconditionally love yourself and you do weeks of this and months of this, and it turns into years of this. Yes. If you open your heart to another and there is some form of betrayal or pain or hurt, whatever it might be, there is, there is going to be absolutely some pain in that, but your ability to navigate that is completely different than the person you were when you were not unconditionally loving yourself, when you didn't, when you weren't tapped in to how to um, access that energy within you, because you didn't have it within you. Everything that you had was built outside of you because that's what we're programmed to do. And so the more intimate you become with yourself, I personally think the inner child work is one of the greatest ways to become intimate with yourself, to know yourself, to open yourself up to that unconditional love. The more access you have to that love to guide you through whatever pain may arise with another. And you begin to realize that whatever the source of that pain may be that you feel, oftentimes you will know that if someone has hurt you or you feel hurt by someone's actions or words or non-actions, silence, that it doesn't really have much to do with you. Because as you operate at a more healed state of being and you allow yourself to be open to the connectivity of love through the state of Eros, this desire to want to connect with another on a much deeper level in a way that sees them beyond the way that many see them and to allow them to see you in a way that many others have not yet seen you. When you allow this, you remember how incredible the state of being is. And you don't want to deny yourself that state. You don't want to say, well, I tried. I'm going to put my walls back up. That sucked. You may go through a temporary phase of retreat, lick the wounds, but you have way more tools now in your toolbox and you have access to an energy that you have built inside of you that is that is you it is it is part of you it is you and so when you you know that when you do not allow yourself to go deep with another when you do not allow yourself to go below the surface into the mystery into the unknown of someone as they are to you in that moment you know that you cannot experience, you cannot connect to the experience of Eros. You simply cannot. And when you know the divine joy of what that feeling is, you want more of it. Who wouldn't? Why wouldn't you? When you know that you can do that in your own relationship with yourself, your own relationship with God, source, the creator, the universe, you know what is available to you now. And so it begins to trump what it begins to trump the pain. It begins to trump the old programs of uh, 
same old story. Someone betrayed me again. Here's the other thing. The more healing that you do, the more you uh, activate frequency levels within yourself that do not allow those certain circumstances to penetrate your field for very long. So if this is the case, this sort of thing will not happen for long periods of time, or it will not have the ability to build up into a trauma point that may have happened in your past. And you know this, you can see it, you can witness it. This is something I've been realizing as I've been observing within my own life is that when you start to clear your field of all of the trauma points in your life and the frequencies that, uh, are relegated to those, those projection points of pain, any type of frequency that enters your field that is in resonance with those old pain point projections can't stay in your field for very long. Now I've noticed that somehow if I don't choose to personally kick that energy out, somehow the energy itself that I've created will kick that energy out of my field. It just can't stay there. And I don't mean to say that, you know, that means that that person is less than or the, whatever it might be that I had in my field that I thought I really wanted is not really in um, a frequency match or it's not energetically meeting the needs of this new and healed version of myself because I've been going deeper and peeling back more layers and learning newer parts of myself, allowing the newer parts to emerge and being excited about all of that. It just means that what is not meant to be in alignment with me just can't stay there anymore. And somehow there's a way that either it chooses to leave on its own accord, or I recognize it and, and end it, or somehow it just gets kicked out. <laughs> it's very interesting process to witness. And for those of you who uh, attended the webinar that I did back in January on raising your frequency so high, you maintain energetic sovereignty. You'll know that in that uh, webinar, I introduced you guys to some extremely high vibration uh, music that builds you up. It amplifies your field as if you are about to walk into the ultimate stadium of your life and take the gold medal or the trophy of the most incredible experience you're ever going to experience. And there is no way you're going to allow yourself to be denied that win. Like you are going in for the big capital W. And this energy is something I've been playing with throughout my meditations for the last few years. Of course, again, if whether you've been in my alchemy course and you're not there right now, or you're in the alchemy course right now, you know, from my meditations that I love to play with this kind of music and energy, uh, in a way that is not conventional to what we usually hear in meditation music. And I personally like to go beyond the conventional methods that were taught, not because they don't work for me. They absolutely do work for me. There are beautiful parts of it that I absolutely love. There's nothing better than sometimes going to this really soft, peaceful energy that is very calming and relaxing. There are, there are needs for that. But when it comes to creation, when it comes to getting into the desire state, when we think about Kundalini and that 
uh, it's really like an erotic explosion from a very spiritual nature of energy bursting from the root chakra up your spine to connect with through the crown chakra source energy, the divinity of all that we feel so awakened. We feel so alive. Do we not want to access that energy in our creations? And do we not want to access that energy in our relationships? Of course we do. It's magic. It's beautiful. And so getting more in touch with this frequency of desire has been something I've been playing with, uh, I think for the last couple of years, and I'm starting to understand the power of it. And I'm understanding the necessity of it and how incredibly sad it is to live a life without access to it, to not be able to move into that state of being first with myself and my own relationship with the universe, God, and all that I want to be in co-creation with, but also with another. And I believe this is one of the reasons why so many relationships fail. So many relationships fail because they fail to go deeper. They fail to activate in Tamar and go into Intimus, which is going inmost to the core. This is about going to the core the very core essence of who you are and allowing yourself to go into the very core essence of another to truly, truly connect. And so I was um, on the weekend, I was with a friend and we were chatting in the car going into the mountains. And he's told me that he believes that relationships are portals into a heightened experience. And I love that. I love that. Hadn't thought about it that way, or at least in those words. Relationships are portals into a heightened experience. And the reason being is, is that when you have your own energy field and you can connect with it, of course, it is so important to know yourself first. If your relationship with yourself is not solid, it is not known, it has no depth, then all relationships eventually will fail at some point around you that you are creating. However, the more that you develop this intimacy with yourself and bring in these frequencies of eros into your state of being, how you, how you are uh, integ integrating them into your own life in all that you do, the more you will attract those who are ready to go deeper as well. And when you start forming those relationships, you will notice that you are more powerful with another because your field and their field now are amplifying into a much bigger field of potential and possibility. The potency is heightened. It is absolutely dramatically increased. And sometimes along this journey of spiritual healing or just the journey itself of self-healing, 
can cause us to go inward so much that we lose the desire or the confidence to connect with another and trust that we won't get pulled into the old states of being. And that is also quite sad to me because if relationships are indeed portals to our heightened experience, we know that anything that we experience alone can be heightened when we experience it with another at a similar level as ourselves or even higher. And there is a sense of elevation that can come with that. We are choosing to go higher with another. So for instance, we've heard that saying, <laughs> it's like from that movie, was it Billy Madison? Whereas, you know, if you want to be successful, don't surround yourself with uh, turkeys. You need to surround yourself with eagles. And, and I'm pretty sure I butchered it, but you, you guys know what I mean. And it's true, but it's not because you're not willing to be around those people who maybe perhaps are still operating at a less conscious level than you are. It's not that they're less than of you. It's just they're at a different state of being. And you could be there for a reason to help elevate them and awaken something within them. Or there could be someone who perhaps is even at a higher level of awareness than you tapping into other states of being that you have yet to truly master. And by hanging out with them, they help to elevate you. And through this relationship of intimacy, being able to go deeper and allowing someone to, to soften your walls, to allow someone to fully see you is the connection that we're all missing in this world right now. And I kind of want to um, get into this idea of um, being a spectator of someone else's experience, because if you're on the surface, you're on the outside. And if you're on the outside, you are a spectator. You are either expect an, a spectator of your own life, or you are ex this, an, a spectator of someone else's experience. If you truly want to experience Eros, you need to be within the experience. You cannot be watching it from the outside. You need to penetrate the surface of separation and allow yourself to be merged into one with something or someone else. And it is a beautiful state when you allow yourself to go there. And so from a sexual point of view, I want to kind of talk about this topic of porn because, you know, one of the things that I think is detrimental to our society is porn. Uh, and it's not a matter of judging someone who watches it. I used to watch it, uh, but I won't anymore uh, for various reasons. Uh, you know, th the fact that it's the whole industry is uh, operates on a lot of darkness of um, trafficking and uh, people choosing that against not it's it's a basically against their will. Uh, not everyone. Some people are choosing that and that's their choice. Uh, but there are many that are not. 
And so just even participating in that energy is to me, it's just not something I can do. I cannot give my energy to that. But when we talk about just from the intimate point of view, this idea of intimacy, watching someone else in the act of pleasure, a sexual experience, eroticism, whatever it might be, if you are watching, you are a spectator, which means you are on the outside. Now, usually there's, you're watching at most times a TV, a computer screen. It is two-dimensional. And when something is two-dimensional, there is no depth. So you cannot have an intimate connection through that because you cannot penetrate the surface of that experience. You cannot actually be in it. And you may be experiencing something, but you are in total disconnect from the actual experience. And you're also the spectator of someone else's experience. And without that depth, you cannot have Eros. Now you may think it's Eros, but you cannot have Eros without intimacy. You, you just simply cannot because you have not penetrated the surface of separation. You are on the outside. You are not on the inside, which is intimus in most to go inside within. And so the act of watching porn, especially when it becomes habitual, it's something that you need now as a stimulus means that you are becoming more programmed to experience something as a spectator versus actually being awakened by the experience itself, by you being within the experience. And it also adds to the layers of disconnect that happen in relationships. I hear it all the time how, um, you know, I know friends uh, that were unable to connect with their partner because they're so used to the connection that they, uh, through the connection, the two, the two dimensional connection of porn, they've now been so um, programmed through that particular stimulus that the stimulus of connecting with another physically in this 3d world is no longer available to them. And so they're denying their ability to be intimate, uh, and then denying their ability to truly connect with arrows. And so you have this manufactured uh, concept of arrows that one thinks they're connecting with because maybe they're having an orgasm, they're getting off. But I've had orgasms before that were not in the field of arrows. I was not in a state of arrows where I feel completely lost in the moment and completely immersed. And I feel like there it's a complete ecstasy that comes with the connection of being with another in total union. And so there is a difference between just having an orgasm as well as having an orgasm in the state of Eros. And I think that this is something that we need to be mindful of in understanding where one we're choosing to 
uh, give our energy, why we're giving our energy to that, why we're choosing to stay on the surface versus allowing ourselves to connect on a much deeper level that allows us to fall into the space of Eros, where you can smell someone, you can taste someone, you can touch someone, you are fully immersed in the experience. Now let's take that to the meditative experience of creation. This is something that I didn't even realize I was doing back in my 20s when I would work on my ability to manifest what it is that I wanted. When I was in my mid-20s and I wanted to manifest uh, my first home ownership, I wanted to buy a condo to live in. Uh, I was 30 grand in debt, had no savings, you know, but I was like, I'm going to figure this out somehow. And uh, of course, I started using some of the techniques of manifestation because I am such a visual person. And I believe that part of my blueprint I brought in with myself uh, in the, to the, into this lifetime, into my memories that I extracted and did not choose to forget was my ability to connect to the state of arrows through the sensuality of touch, of smell of taste. And so when I would be in my meditation, I would first visually look in at magazines when I was back in the day when, you know, it was mainly magazines that we looked at, not the internet. Uh, and I would look, flip through house and home, home and garden, like all those kinds of magazines and look at different interior design and the way different like color schemes and uh, the different furniture setups and all different kinds of stuff. And I would get so excited. And as soon as I tapped into that excitement energy, that's when I would close the lights. I would close my eyes and I would go to sleep, but I wouldn't obviously go to sleep just yet. This is where I started to go into my meditative experience. So now I started to envision myself in an actual condo or loft or anything that would resemble me feeling in complete joy uh, and ecstasy of where I lived. And so at the time I loved exposed brick. And so I imagined myself in this loft with big, big windows and I would run my hands across the exposed brick in my meditation. I would feel the grit of the brick. You know, I would feel some of the, the, perhaps the sand that was, you know, you could run off of the brick and I would run my hands across the furniture and feel that texture. I would also envision myself cooking and I would imagine I could smell the meal that I was cooking. I would taste the meal in my meditation. I would bring my whole self into that experience so that I could pull the whole experience into my reality and live it, connect with that state of Eros. And essentially this is so important to the manifestation process whether it's you uh, connecting with something that you want to pull into your life, like uh, whether it's uh, a home, a car, um, a job that you want, uh, perhaps it's just uh, maybe it's a particular garden that you want in your home, like whatever it might be that you're wanting to pull in, maybe it's artwork or anything, or perhaps it's a relationship. This is the uh, this is the huge catalyst for it. This is like the, the manifestation process where you're in the, uh, the ethers, you're creating from that state of mysticism in the unknown, 
And you, but you have to go deep into that experience, but you can't go deep into that experience if you're not willing to connect with that desire within you. And of course, I want to say I had this conversation with my friend as well, who was questioning me about this whole idea of manifestation. You know, is that all it takes? Because he goes, I really have a problem with this concept of manifestation. I said, no, it doesn't just take that. You have to also do the work. You have to show up in your actual reality and start taking actions that will help you get there that say, yeah, I'm choosing this. And so for me at the time, I was like, well, I'm just going to work my butt off. And I worked as many hours as I could. And I forced myself to create savings in a way that um, was very unconventional for me because I had to break the program of how I was always dealing with money. And I made choices where I wouldn't go out with my friends on the weekend and I wouldn't go and spend hundreds of dollars. I would choose to save it instead. And I was willing within just within somehow within six weeks managed to save over half of the down payment that I needed for my condo and is able to get the uh, rest on a very um, on, on a loan from someone who I was able to pay back within a few months. And so I took choices, I, sorry, I took action. I made choices in the 3D world that would also be incongruent, sorry, would be congruent to the manifestation process I was using when I was in the state of Eros in my meditation. So Eros is this beautiful state that where all things again are born that are unmanifest into the manifest. It is when the two atoms come together to form the molecule. So when it comes to our relationships, intimacy is so important. And I'm going to leave this here with all of you to really consider one, first, this idea that relationships are portals of heightened experience. When you can share a beautiful experience with another, that experience becomes amplified. I don't care who you are. You cannot tell me different. You can experience a beautiful experience on your own. Absolutely. You do not need someone else to have a state of arrows. I've done it myself. I'm sure many of you have done it. However, when you have someone else to share that experience with, and perhaps maybe if it's multiple people, you know, friends, um, your lover, uh, other partners, um, when I say that, I say other couples, maybe it's your family members, whoever, we're all in alignment and you're sharing this beautiful experience. Maybe it's just laughter. Maybe you're all like in this beautiful state of laughter where you're laughing so hard together about something you've come together and it's just amplifying the energy but you know what it feels like to be alive. This is the state of Eros is where you feel alive. You feel awakened. And you know that life is just permeating your field. It's permeating your soul. It's permeating your cells. You are alive with the very essence of life and Eros around you. And this is the state of creation you want to be in. Not just in when you're trying to manifest something into your life, but in your relationships to be in that state and connect with another, whether it's a sexual experience or sitting across from another and having that beautiful state of silence where you're 
so connected. You don't even need the words to have a conversation anymore. There's just this beautiful moment you're sharing. To access that state is so important. So think about the relationships in your life right now and where the ones that are not allowing you to go deeper below the surface and perhaps the ones that are and ask yourself, what can I do to deepen my relationship with myself and thereby deepen my relationships with others? Because I truly believe this is part of the whole essence of being human. It is in our genetic makeup. It is in our blueprint. We are here. We are driven by the desire to connect and to connect with another. We are very social beings. We absolutely need that connection. Depression sets in when we are in isolation. Depression sets in when we lose that connection. And to deny ourselves that state of bliss, that state of eros, of deep connection, of intimacy, of really diving deep into knowing someone and knowing ourselves, allowing someone else to see us so deeply, this is what I feel can really shift a lot in our world. And we'll start to also shift a lot of the motivations in everything that we do. So think about that. Think about how, where in your life are you not willing to go below the surface, which means you are staying in a state of separation from something. You are not allowing yourself to get intimate, to go deep. And ask yourself what you can start doing to crack the surface, soften the barriers, and go deep below the surface. So if you are already experiencing and exploring this idea of bliss and frequency and how to use it in your meditative process, your manifestation process, um, or just in your ability to, and how you want to connect with anything, uh, you may be interested in exploring my webinar on raising your frequency so high. Uh, or of course, if you're going through the healing process and you have not allowed yourself to get intimate with the details of your past, with the child within you, of course, I have that inner child course that you may be interested in exploring. Um, but take this podcast and really sit with the information that I've shared with you. I'd be curious to know from you guys in the comments below. Uh, what this has awakened within you and what you desire to connect with most or who do you desire to connect with most? And I'm going to leave it there. Know that the deeper you go into yourself, the more intimate you become with your connection to everything within you and around you. Guys, I love you so much, and I'll be back with you next week. Thanks again for joining me for another show on the Enlighten Up podcast. 
I love you guys so much for all of your continued support. So remember to raise your vibe, find your tribe, and be open to the infinite possibilities held in the mysteries that surround us all. Thanks again for sharing the show with your family and friends. And if you're new to the show and you need to find out more information about me, please head on over to my website, NicoleFrolic.com, where you can join my newsletter. And please follow me on Instagram, Telegram, and YouTube. Keep your light bright and I'll see you next week.